0: Welcome to the Big MX Radio Podcast brought to you by Medterra CBD. You can go to medterracbd.com right now and enter discount code BigMXRadio Radio 15 to save 15% off every, every single one of your purchases. Really appreciate it. If you guys do that, I've been using the products every single day and it's making a huge uh marked improvement in both my mental health and my fitness. So uh go check out Medterra CBD. As well as check out Sickwix.com. Those guys have amazing uh wax uh, candles, they're awesome, they make your uh, your apartment smell a whole lot better than it does right now. Uh, and I am your host Brad Gebhardt I'm on all of these podcasts and on every single one of these things whether we're talking to uh, uh, Steve Lampson back in the day or starting on our podcast uh, almost six years ago with Chris Mellon uh, interviewing Canadian guys American guys guys all over the place even a couple of Australians last week and this week unfortunately we have a regular co-host he's not that great at what he does and but we continue to call him up because he answers our call and that's Dave Drake's Dave how's it going
1: What's up, man? Uh really Ant Tuxamoto, some supercross. Uh Oakland was filled with some good stuff. So I'm ready to hop in it. And yes, I did miss you too
0: of course and I'll miss you too I have to give you some shit like I said a million times I only give people a hard time if I I enjoy their company if I, I'm quite fond of them so given the fact that I give you a ton of shit you can probably put uh, put some money on the fact that you're one of my best friends and uh, hey you, you you put up with all my shit and you come on all these podcasts and, and break them down with me even at 10 o'clock at night on a Wednesday I appreciate it uh,
1: anytime man you know I can't have a chance to talk to you buddy so I'll stay up as late as you need me to, man.
0: <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, and, and special shout out to your uh, your lovely uh, girlfriend uh, who uh, Mary. Who uh, thanks to her, uh, we will one day be uh, Eskimo Bros. So that's uh, really exciting. <laughs> Dude, anyone that listens to this is going to think we're like in the head. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Absolutely, <laughs> we'll get this in the Supercross right away. Here uh, as uh, Eli Tomac. 450 class starting things off. Eli Tomac top of the board. Uh, he st- he qualified third. He started third, but he finished first. Um, he seems to get the, the starts a little bit better. Uh, he's as close in points as he's ever been in February in the last little while. It's uh, it's 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 down to very few points different. Three points different rolling into San Diego uh, this coming weekend. I'm excited for it. Uh, Round six is coming up, but coming out of round five, it was uh, Eli Tomac, the big number three, uh, getting the top spot on the podium.
1: Yeah, man, he looked awesome. I mean, after watching him in practice and just uh, even in, like, the earlier rounds of of some of the heat races, you can tell he might have got that, that out front sprint speed, but he had the track pretty damn dialed uh, in the sand section all day. The guy was like he was floating across it, like really not losing much time, and he was a beast in the whoops. um it was pretty evident early on that he was probably gonna take this thing. Um, it was gonna take a devastating start from him to uh, to not move forward through the pack, which didn't happen. so we were treated to a elitomite you know, clinic even with that little issue with him going over the berm so uh, it was, it was kind of cool to see. I mean, you know, a lot of times we get sick of the same guys who you expect to win, and Eli can fall into that category sometimes. But the way he was riding, it was really exciting, man. He really had this track just dialed. And, and I'm telling you, just just being there, the track was absolutely obliterated. The corners were, had tons of ruts in them. The jump faces, transitions, they were act absolutely gnarly. The whoops were pretty gnarly and beat up and dug out um he rode he rode awesome in his line choice the way he carried the men into the corners the way he picked his uh his his passing points and positions i was uh i was pretty amped to see him ride man i, I think it was a, a a masterful ride if you want to say it and I really schooled these guys on how to float through a track and, and nab the wind you know uh, I, was, I was pretty pumped to see it
0: Definitely, I think one of his best rides, uh, for sure of 2020, if not over the last couple of years, just, uh, uh going and, and passing Kenny multiple times, uh, and, and just always having fighting him all day long. And that's something we haven't seen yet in 2020. Uh, and that's why he was able to get to the top step. So I ask you this, uh, Cooper Webb and, uh, and Ken Roxon seem to have the, the, te- the, Basically, the uh, the second and third spot locked down. I think you're going to see some appearances from AC as well in that mix uh, down the road. But uh, let's talk about um, second and second and third. Cooper Webb and Ken Rockson. Not only did they get together late in the race, but uh, they like they're consistently up front. That's why uh, that's why they, they're sitting where they are in points.
1: Yeah, I mean that was a really cool battle to see. You know, it's no secret I'm a huge Ken Roxon fan. So yeah, I would have liked to see him put up a little little bit more of a fight against Tomac and maybe hold off Cooper for the for the win. But I mean that's that's what we all want, right? We all want that great racing, last lap passes, last corner passes, and we got we got a treat, man. Cooper made up time like crazy. I did not see him coming, did not expect it to happen, but he kind of pulled in that that bulldog, that just tenacious. Super hard ride that we saw him do so many times last year. And he's starting to look more like the Cooper that we're used to seeing on the KTM. Um, awesome, awesome to see him sort of shake off the last couple of rounds and start looking like himself. Uh, a little bit good for Kenny, but, I mean, man, you got to be in it. And I'll tell you what, Kenny was absolutely losing – they had to have been a third to half a second in the whoops every single lap to Cooper and to Eli, just trying to jump through and pick his lines. And it just it was not, not the best way to get through him. And those guys just ate him alive, man. So I think it's definitely one place you can for sure improve for next week. Um, but if anything, um, this tells us that Cooper seems to be on a tear, and we might have yet another winner in the series before we even hit the halfway point, really. So um, who knows who's going to ship it this weekend, man? Anything can happen.
0: Absolutely. Like San Diego, a place where uh, certainly Chad Reed has done uh, awesome in the past. I think he's the all-time leader in wins there. Uh, hopefully we'll see him back from his rib injury uh, that he had sustained from three weeks ago, that uh, he's still ailing him. He wasn't able to race uh, Oakland, which is a bummer. Uh, but... Um, Hopefully, obviously, we want the weather to be better than last year. Last year was a complete joke, and then all the things that came after that, with uh, the the lime and this that and the other thing. Um, but I look for uh, for some more awesome performances from Eli. Honestly, I think he's starting to roll a little bit. Um, it would be it'll uh, it'll take a minute to to see if guys like uh, Jason Anderson and since will they be able to match those types of paces not only in qualifying we know these guys are fast in qualifying but can they do it uh on 20 minutes plus a lap uh so far uh even though to, uh, Tomac doesn't, doesn't have the points lead uh i think he's led the most amount of laps if i'm not mistaken no he's, he's second in laps led uh but only cuz Kenny basically led all the laps at uh at one of the rounds um just like for me i think that uh i think i think Eli has a lot of momentum right now, and even though Kenny has the points lead, uh, a little bit of an injured ankle, uh, like obviously he'll be able to shoot that up with a, he'll get a, cor- a quarter zone shot, uh, the, before the race. He won't have to feel that too much. Obviously, his, like, he, he might be a little bit less nimble on his foot, uh, over the, the evening program this Saturday, but, uh, I think the momentum's on the three.
1: Oh, 100%. I mean, you really can't uh, you can't deny the guy right now. He just he he won in such dominating fashion. Even gave uh, Roxon, who by all accounts is one of the fastest riders he's ever seen, um, you know, gave him some some time with going over the berm and and still reeled him in and passed him and pulled. So I mean, how how can you bet against a guy like that that just got that much raw speed? Um, and when he's on, he is absolutely on and he's really the only guy that we've heard like James Stewart talking about is like the next greatest in the sport. So, um, you know, we'd be remiss not to, not to mention him as somebody that could potentially take this thing, um, in San Diego. He won the race last year and he's, he's just, he's an absolute animal when he's on it. Um, however, in the same breath, we can say that he's kind of a mental case sometimes and if these riders get in his head a little bit, Eli Tomac's worst enemy could be Eli Tomac. So you can't discount that. Um, you, you know, you hate to say it, but he can kind of put himself back um, a lot of ways and undo what he's been doing the last couple of weeks with these decent finishes. So um, I, I like to say that Eli kind of keeps it together and gives us uh, a more more of a shell like we were used to seeing out of him. But it, it's gonna to be tough, man. He's got some stiff competition, and uh, these these guys are hungry for it.
0: Absolutely. So who jumps off the page at you uh from Oakland the most? Uh I I got to think that of course with Justin Hill grabbing that heat race victory, uh next in line with that would be uh Dean Wilson. We saw uh, as his uh season's best finish with the 7th spot. Um, pretty good. Like it like uh I didn't think that at this point in the season uh, at least at one round, he would be the second-best Husk uh, Husqvarna rider uh, ahead of uh, of Zach Osborne, who seems to be searching right now. Like, uh, both him and uh, Aaron Plessinger seem to be um, just underperforming right now to what you'd expect uh, a factory rider to be at.
1: Yeah, yeah for sure. You know, definitely. Uh, he, he's a bit of a surprise right now. I for sure would have had Zach Osborne pegged as the guy that's third or fourth every single weekend, nabbing a heat race win. I figured he'd have a win by now. Just based off of what he did in his last year in T 250s and how solid he looked, plus he's under the tutelage of probably the best Supercross motocross trainer of all time, Alden Baker, and he's got such a strong team around him with the KTM and Husky guys. So I figured for sure he'd be up there. He's a little bit of a surprise. that he, Like he said, he's still searching, still trying to find his footing in this uh, premier class. Um, I, I, I will say that Jason, I kind of expected him to wave that Husky flag after the first two rounds. He looked like he was the most comfortable in the bike, the most focused, uh, and he was riding that bike very, very well. So I thought for sure he'd be up there a little bit, um, you know, maybe making a run for it. But I'm still holding up faith for my man, AC, man. I mean, I think he's the one that's going to start to start to turn some heads with this fourth-place finish, opening up some eyes, getting in the same sort of breath as the other guys. When we're talking about, um, you know, possible podium threats or race winners, that's going kind of shake things up a little bit. I think we saw him ride very, very well on Saturday. I just think he was just a little bit conservative. He didn't want to make any mistakes, watch the front end like he did a couple of weeks ago, um, or do anything that would take him out of the running. So definitely expect AC to, to kind of be more of a mainstay in that second through fourth spot and maybe even a win within the next couple of weeks, man. I, I definitely feel it from this guy. He's constantly the fastest qualifier. It's only a matter of time.
0: I think you're right. I think that, that, uh, the tailbone's gotta be ailing him a little bit. He said he pumped up a little bit, uh, this last weekend, which, uh, that's not ideal, uh, but definitely something, not, not something to be too alarmed about. Uh, but, uh, just like I look at the qualifying spot, his starts are certainly there. Let's see what his average start spot is, uh, for Adam C. and Cirullo. fourth great average start spot he's uh, he's actually the the second best starter in the class right now Uh, oddly enough Zach Osborne is actually the uh, the third best starter and he's averaging uh, finishes around the uh, 10th spot so um, Zach Osborne getting good starts and going backwards which is it's surprising to see especially with a guy with a lot of fitness like that maybe there's something to that um but uh yeah like right now uh leading the way with hole shots it's uh it's Kenny Kenny's got the points lead and he's got the most amount of hole shots he's averaging a a, a 2.8 on the starts he's led a lot of laps uh so far in uh in 2020 uh and he looks to me it look he looks like uh your odds on favorite um to to consistently be there weekend and week out maybe be the biggest thorn on the side of anybody who uh who may challenge him for this championship uh there's uh, obviously mathematically everybody's still in it for the most part but uh i think that it's going to come down right now it looks like a, a two a three horse race uh cooper webb who uh although has had a couple of off weekends look to have found some consistency that he uh that he had in 2019 uh and of course uh Eli Tomac, uh, and of course, you mentioned, uh, Adam Ciencerolo. He's going to win a, uh, a supercross this year. I've been on record as saying he's going to win multiple, uh, supercrosses. Um, I don't think, like, his consistently seems to be a little bit too far off, uh, for him to be a serious title threat right now. Uh, but for the most part, I think that, uh, um, yeah, like, it, it's just, uh, like, I, I, I think that his, his, he's going to have too many highs and lows to be a serious title contender here.
1: Yeah, it certainly looked like that. I mean, if you were to ask me after directly after A one, I think, you know, you and I even talked about it as like that was my pick for um who could be like the surprise dark horse in the series, who could upset the top three guys that we think are gonna win, the Cooper Rebs, uh, to uh Max Roxanne. Who who's that next guy that could um, you know, sort of blindside the industry and take this thing? A C was the guy I picked. Um, after the last couple of weekends, seeing a little bit of the rookie mistakes here and there the inconsistencies and finishes, I'm going to have to agree with you. I think he is poised for a win without a doubt when it comes to the, you know, racing race out every single weekend, being a consistent podium guy, that's going to be a tall order for him just based off of what we've seen in the last couple of weeks. Um, he's not, not taking anything away from the guy, you know, he's talented, you know, he's got a great bike, great people behind him. I just think it's going to take him some time just to get his footing in the class a little bit he's got so much potential and it's just putting a lot of those little pieces of the puzzle together um and just really getting out to a really good start riding his own race and mitigating some of those mistakes that we are he's very prone at washing the front end very james stewart esque from back in the day Get out front, start pushing really hard. Boom, front end washes out in a very you know low speed area. Then you're picking your bike up, getting back up, and maybe fighting like for a fourth at best. So um, it happens to AC time and time again. I think once he kind of gets over that a little bit, then uh, we can start saying like, yeah, he's going to start being a threat here, weekend week out, um, and he's going to start you know accumulating those points and holding a red plate. Um, you know, as much as we're talking about this, he could have some weird. Uh, Training level up, and the guy could come out swinging for the next couple of rounds and start being a podium threat. But just based on what we've seen, I think it's gonna take a little bit of time from the to really be at that next level where you know Kenny, um, Eli, and Cooper are in terms of consistency and just all-out tenacity without making those major mistakes.
0: Absolutely, I think you're spot on, my friend. Now I ask you this: the final question I have for you before we go to the two fifties, um, who needs to have that uh, a get right weekend in San Diego more? Aaron Plessinger or uh, or is it Bla- or is it uh, or Blake Baggett or Zach Osborne? Currently sitting ninth, tenth, and thirteenth in points, all holding down factory rides, uh, and every all three of those guys, for the most part, should be. At the very least, top five guys, uh, on as far as like pay grade and uh, like talent available. Um, they, they haven't shown that yet. Uh, of course, uh, Blake has had maybe shown more flashes of brilliance. Um, but who needs to have a better, uh, like a who's is it more important that has sort of a get right weekend, uh, out of those three?
1: Before you even finish the question, I was already picking Aaron Plessinger. Um, you know, not taking anything away from the guy, super likable, he earned the ride that he's on. I just think his stock right now is super low because we haven't seen anything from him since he had the back-to-back uh, title year on his uh, 250. And, I mean, no one's really mentioned him that much. Zach Osborne, he's always talked about in the same breath as, like, you know, like that, that upper echelon of riders of 4th through 7th. Um, you know Baggett won a, a race last year, we still talk about him um, You know possibly sticking in there for, for a 4th or a 3rd or 5th so uh, when it comes to Plessinger we really don't know where to put him, man. We've only seen him in like 10th, 8th 7th, 12th, 14th you know what I mean? So I think Plessinger needs to have a breakout ride just to up his stock a little bit and, and get people kind of talking about his potential and, and what he's doing. Right now I almost feel like he's just a placeholder on that Yamaha for for Randis. and you know that shouldn't be the case man Plessinger is an, a world-class athlete extremely lethal on that yamaha and he can ride his ass off so i think is he, he really needs to have a, a turnaround ride uh, i mean i think he needs to figure out what's what's going to what it's going to take whether it's starts whether it's sprint speed uh more consistency throughout his lap so he's not fluctuating with his lap time so, uh, you know losing time gaining time which can really set you back so um hopefully he, he can turn it turn it around and and we can have another player that's capable of a of a top five, and he can again put himself up in that same breath as uh, as the top guys.
0: So we'll see if that uh, comes. I, honestly, I uh, I I honestly see a higher watermark uh on certain nights for a guy like Martin Dávalos right now than I do for Aaron Plessinger. He needs to show me something uh the Hamilton Ohio native uh he's averaging just inside the top 10 uh and his average finish is outside the top 10. So uh that's that's disconcerting. Um definitely needs to get that sorted out and we'll see if he can uh if he can do that starting in San Diego this weekend where I believe he has a Moto win or a Supercross win in Supercross. Uh let's talk 250s. Dylan Ferrandes, top step of the podium, but I don't think, and we talked about this on our last podcast, there's nothing that's going to stop these three guys from being the top step, uh, like on the podium the rest of the, this way out unless one of them, uh, beats themselves, put themselves on the ground. It's Dylan Ferrandes, it's Austin Faulkner, and it's, uh, Justin Cooper who, uh, had to go through the LCQ to get there, um, Forkner's winning uh, winning heat races. The guy's got tons of speed. Um uh, he he seemed to really be on point this weekend. He was doing that a uh, couple of those turning rhythm sections. That was one of the coolest sections I've seen in Supercross for a while where they had different option lines uh and then the guys was like if I just want to triple right now they would just uncork something and uh um I think that that still shows that I am uh just like in love with the sport when I, I, can still, like, just can be, be completely blown away, uh, with some of the things these guys can do on dirt bikes, uh, having seen, uh, upwards of 40 supercross races in person. So, uh, and, and who knows about how many on TV and, uh, through YouTube and stuff like that. So really cool to see. Um, and, uh, like, unless, uh, Justin Cooper can sort of, uh, get his, uh, get his stuff, like, he's, he's lost the points lead now. Uh, not by much, but um, it looks like a table set for two with uh, Ferranis and Forkner.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, going back to the track, this track was awesome during track walk. I mean, the transitions were super, super long. The track was very wide. And the section you're talking about, um, kind of after that, uh, the triple, it was really, really interesting. Um, that uncorking of the, of the triple um, to kind of step on, step off, uh, kind of on the corner of a hip. That was so cool to watch those guys sort of uh, figure out the right way to hit that because there was not much much of a landing and not much of a lip to hop off. Um, when to hit it and how to make up time through it, it was awesome, man. It reminded me of a track that was uh, kind of the early 2000s where you, you really had some, some awesome options. Uh, but, yeah, I, I honestly, I'm starting to think that it's definitely a, a three-man race. And it pretty much just goes to whoever gets a better start. Now, having said that, I think after this weekend, Ferrandis did sort of solidify himself as the the man to beat. Uh, if you would have asked me this, you know, after the first, second round, I would have said Cooper was the guy who looked most consistent. But Ferrandis is just—he wants this man. He looks extremely hungry, and the guy is just riding his ass off. Uh, one thing I like about Ferrandis is that he can keep pushing the envelope and match your speed, and then and and then some but he never seems to make many mistakes. I mean, he can ride the edge of the track. Um, he can, you know, push it in these flat corners, um, try these 90 rhythms. but He never seems to be super out of control, save for that mix-up with him and uh, Christian Craig. Um, but for sure, Verandis seems to kind of thrive under that pressure and really dig deep when he needs to. Um, and I'm, he's my top pick for taking this, uh, this West Series 250 title and, um, you know, uh, going back-to-back on years, so... Um, yeah, Ferandez is, is just on a, on another level. He's on a tear. His starts are fairly decent. I think he could do himself a favor by getting better starts. But um, Forkner and Cooper—they're going to keep him honest, man. Those guys are in slouches, and um, I think they're so they're starting to realize that this, uh, this this title chase is coming down to the last few rounds, and um, it's a quick series, and they have to go. So if you're if you're looking for some good racing, <laughs> tune in because these guys are going to give Ferandez all he can handle uh, to make sure that he doesn't run away with this thing too early.
0: Fair enough. I think the only thing that can really throw a wrench into Dylan's plans, uh, is heading east when the, the two coasts come together. Uh, his starts haven't always been on point and on a night where I think that he's He's clearly one of the fastest guys on a 250, if not the fastest guy on a 250 in Supercross, especially because of his age, especially because of his experience, and especially because of that Yamaha 250F is just that good. But uh, I'll give you a scenario where Austin Forkner, who has great starts, who I believe this year is uh, uh, averaging his start spot 1.8. They head east and race uh, uh, that series. Uh, Austin gets the whole shot He's led the most amount of laps in this series by a long shot, uh, more than double the closest next guy, uh, who's Jet Lawrence, who's uh, um, dealing with a broken collarbone right now. Ferrandis and, and Cooper uh, haven't led ten laps yet in this series. They both have the three. The two of them have three wins, which is ridiculous. Uh, of course, that doesn't factor in the uh, uh, triple crown, of which uh, Forkner won uh, all three of those. Um, it's like. To me, like, there's a serious, uh, situation where Dylan Fernandes could find himself ninth or worse on the first lap of, uh, of a, uh, East West Shootout main event have and have uh, ten legit guys to have to break through uh, while uh, Austin Forkner goes and collects first place points, which would be a huge swing in the points. So uh, like that's a bit of a nightmare scenario that I don't think Dylan wants to get himself into. I think could c- certainly see that unfolding uh, when those two coasts come together.
1: Yeah, you're right. I mean, um, like I said, Frands, I think he needs to dial in the starts just a little bit more to be up there where Forkner is. But, um, yeah, uh, I agree 100%. I mean, Forkner, the guy can start, man, and he can ride. we see seen him match uh, Ferrantes lap for lap um, just with a much better start. So, nothing to say he can't do it again. Um, you know, I think that his riding style kind of lends itself a little bit more to an East Coast track anyway. So, he might have a little bit more of a, I don't want to say uh, margin for error, but those tracks are a little bit more forgiving, um, and, and Forkner's a little bit more, I guess, uh Erratic with his riding sometimes, especially when he gets really excited or the pressure's on. So, uh, I can definitely see that happening, man. Um, Ferrand is just going to have to really figure out a way to um, uh, just mitigate uh, that situation and um, pick the guys off, not waste too much time and maximize on points. Uh, but yeah, 100% agree that that could happen to a Ferrandis or, or Cooper for that for that matter. We've seen him get jogged back in the pack, make some mistakes. Triple Crown was very nice to him. So, um, it could be a nightmare
0: scenario for any of these guys. Fair enough. So, an up and down day for uh, Michael Moseman, who uh, at one point was battling with Forkner in the uh, in the heat race for uh, and trading paint for uh, uh, trying to get his first heat race win. Qualifies third, not not too shabby whatsoever. Isn't able to finish the main event. Uh, I believe that's the second or third time he hasn't been able to finish the main event already here in 2020. Uh, but I think this is maybe the the, the raciest we've ever seen Michael Moseman. Maybe a, a, a little bit of a, a, a switch has flipped. Um, could be a, a little bit of a thorn in the side of guys like uh, uh, Alex Martin and uh, and maybe even Cooper Webb down the way. Like You know what I mean? Like The, the guy's got some serious speed, and he, he seems to feel like... Uh, uh, I think he's got something for those other guys.
1: I think so, too. That was a really exciting heat race. I don't think we've seen anyone um, sort of give Forkner... Um a lot of the, a lot of what he's, what he's putting out, you know, this shit right back to him. Other than like a Cooper or Ferrandis. and even then, half the time he kind of does it to himself a little bit. So um, yeah, Mosiman seems to be carrying that momentum that he had late last season when he was battling with Cian Cirillo. And he's, he's burning that man. I think he's starting to realize like, Hey, you know, this is a year to go. I want to be up there with those guys. i want to be uh, an, an elite rider. I want to be held in the same conversation as Francis Forkner Cooper. I'm on a top tier bike. Um, you know, I'm the man in my class in the 250 So gotta make it happen. And you start, we're starting to see that. I think this is like the first step towards Mosman being the next guy um, to talk about in this upper echelon of riders. So, it's only going to make for better racing. I would love to see him make this a four-way battle. Um, again, adding more parity to the class, adding another face, um, adding uh, some more mix up some more cool battling in the series. Man, I'm all for it. So, yeah, congrats to Moseman. Too bad he couldn't best it up in the, in the main event, but the heat race was just a good indication of what's to come for him.
0: I think you're, uh, you're spot on there. So uh, Cameron McAdoo comes back. Unfortunately, doesn't have the main event that he wanted, but uh, wins his first heat race. Uh, having come back from uh, two, almost two uh, def- uh, collapsed lungs uh, only three or four weeks ago, uh, comes back to a pretty solid performance. He showed speed in, in qualifying. He certainly showed speed uh, in the... Uh, the, the heat race. Um, Cameron McAdoo, uh, is this for real?
1: Uh, I think so. I mean, he was picked up by, by PC for a reason. The guy is a fast kid. Um, I think it's going to take some time from the, to fully heal, and he did miss a few rounds, so he might be back a little a little bit of a beat. Um, but I expect him to, in the next couple of rounds to kind of wake up a little bit. I think the series going east might help him, give him some time to – get testing a little bit better, um, fully heal without having to push on the weekends and worry about crashing and stuff. Um, Maybe, you know, the time to get his outdoor setup set up. But I I, I think the guy is solid, man. He's super fast. Um, The heat race win was a good indication of that. He's a good, he's a good sprinter. Starts are pretty decent. I just think the lengthy moto of Oakland um, plus the deterioration of the track may have been just a little bit to ask for a guy who's coming off of such a gnarly injury. Um, but I would say let him heal up a little bit, and we'll start to see this guy um, definitely battling with like someone like a like a Alex Martin. Um, maybe being a, a forum inside the of these guys, like, a, like a, Justin Cooper a um, or Flange or something, you know, trying to battle for a podium spot um, and maybe uh, maybe jockeying these guys for positioning. But uh, yeah, he, he's, he's serious, man. It's only a matter of time. Between him and noseman uh that's, that's your
0: next set of guys that can, that can take a title. I think you're, you're totally right, man. I think the the experience these guys are gathering uh, in this series are going to be uh, the champions of, of years to come. Like, uh, uh, Austin Forkner, I don't think... Uh, honestly, I, this very well could be Austin Forkner's year to get a championship. I think certainly it was last year. Uh, if he doesn't win this year, he'll for certainly be back next year um, in the in the 250 class. If not, even if he wins this year, I think he'd have to come back and defend that title. Um but, uh, the rest of the guys certainly have the speed and the, the, uh, I think there's, there's more talent coming in all the time. Uh, one thing I sort of noticed, and this could be just sort of, uh, like, like it's product of injuries. Of course, we've got four, uh, like the, a couple of the Geico guys out right now. Seems to be a bit of a skeleton crew as far as, uh, um, this, this West Coast championship. Like, no, not, no, not, 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 not knocking Luke Clout or Mitchell Oldenburg, um, or the 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 TLD guys, but it just seems like there's a um a, missing a little bit of star power from this uh, this 250 lineup. Like Derek Drake, Brandon Hartraft, like they're I don't know I don't have lap times ahead in front of me, but I feel like those guys are a long way off the speed of Forkner um, and um, and Ferrandis, if, if I'm not mistaken. And same thing with like of course as fast as Aaron Tanti is, uh, but like. Two years ago, uh, when we, like, when that racetrack supercross thing came out, uh, Martin Costello was having a hard time getting anywhere close to making mains. And now he's currently sitting, what is he, 12th in points? Like, 14th in points. He was 10th this last weekend. Like, that's, that's a bit unheard of, as far as his like a guy ascending to uh, to greatness in the two hundred and fifty class. Like, is that a is that guys improving or is that uh, maybe a little bit of a weaker class?
1: Uh I wouldn't say that much of a weaker class. I definitely think Castillo was improving. Uh, we saw how passionate he was in that series. I mean, the guy was devastated when he was uh, you know coming through and and not qualifying. And I think he really put his head down and he's starting to ride a little bit more and. Um, and train more effectively, and I think he really seems to gel with that husky he's on. Um, I will say I do think that it's a little bit lighter in terms of top tier talent. So I'm talking about like a McElrath, um like a Smith, um, guys like that that we're not that we're not seeing um, that can make this you know a, from a three rider battle to a um, six, seven, eight rider battle with you know some of the guys that are over on the other coast. So um, I definitely think. It's a little bit lighter in terms of top top elite talent but I mean you gotta you gotta give it to these guys like Clout, Oldenburg Drake these guys are fast man these they're, they're no slouches um, they can battle with, with just about anyone out anyone out there all of their bikes are, are super super capable uh, just a bunch of potent riders I think it's just that top tier guys that are that are title threats we're not really seeing that deep of a pack on the west coast. So, um, you know, again, I'm not taking anything from those guys, but I think Castillo's got just a little bit of an easier time. Had this been a little bit more of an evenly spread um, setup between west and east, I think we would start to see people like Costello be in that 14, 15, 16 spot, just get jostled down just a couple spots. Um, but doesn't say he's not running well, man. It's, just, it's it's good to see that that he's up there and running a 10th spot. I'm a fan of Castillo. So I'd like, like to see these guys have good rides and start to ascend every
0: year. Fair enough, my friend. Well, uh, like last, uh, this is the last round coming up for the Australians, uh, Jay Wilson, Aaron Tanti, uh, the one Oh six and the one Oh eight. I know you guys have, you had your eye on these guys a little bit, uh, during this West coast swing. Who do you think gets the upper hand rolling into their final main event, um, of the, of the, the race weekend, um, like the racing series for those guys before they head back uh, down under, um, is it Aaron Tanty or is it uh, Jay Wilson?
1: Oh, man, I like these guys. Uh, I didn't really know much about them. I heard their names here and there before the series started. But they are they're fast, man. Um, I don't know what it is, but we, 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 you and I went back and forth on this. The Australian guys can come to the U.S. and almost immediately catch fire and start riding awesome. Most other guys you see come overseas, take them a season, two seasons. Um, even someone as good as a Ken Roxon took him a little bit of little bit of time to get his get his footing in the two hundred and fifty class. The Australians, man, they come over and they are absolutely flat out. So, I, I was I'm happy to have him in the series. Those guys ride those bikes amazingly, and they look awesome in their FXR gear. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get a plug. Wow, uh, uh, Aaron Tantiv <laughs>
0: wearing uh, Answer and that brand new A Stars helmet that looks amazing. You're, I don't know about that but you're a joke. <laughs> but uh yeah,
1: honestly, Fly they ride racing, bro, very, best gear bro. Very similar. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> uh yeah, they both they both ride very similar. I think they've got um very similar riding style. I just think Tanty is just a little bit more of an aggressor and attacking uh the truck a little bit more. So I give him the nod. Um but it's it's just a hair over Wilson. Wilson's just um, super smooth. I could see a a, a really gnarly hard packed track. Um, maybe favor Wilson because he's just a little bit smoother. Seems to carry his speed a little bit better. Um, but Tanty, if you're if you're on a track that's this gnarly rutted and um, you know huge huge ruts going all the way up, faces of jumps and stuff, I think Tanty's going to be the one that's uh, really pushing the envelope and, and getting after it. So I might have to give Tanty the slight nod. Fair enough. Like the kid, the
0: kid is young and he's. Fast, the kid's got his, uh, his uh, journeyman ticket in uh, in high, in uh, I think it's uh, um like uh, not HVAC, I guess it's like like uh, um like he's a um yeah he's, he's working like air conditioning and stuff like that um mm. and um back home gets gets a full ride going fast comes over to the uh, the states uh all the way from uh, new south wales living in southern california currently uh sitting where is he sitting he's doing pretty good in points where are where's the guy sitting in points he's sitting 15th in points nothing to sneeze at uh and uh and a ninth this last weekend. Like, he gotta be feeling good. Like, obviously, he's got, these guys are always wanting to get that next position. But, uh, if you told Aaron Tanty th- six months ago that he was gonna be nipping at the heels of, uh, uh, Brandon Hartramp, he's like, yeah, I'll probably take that. So that's pretty solid on his part. And, uh, and huge, uh, an awesome weekend for Luke Cloud, a guy who, uh, didn't really have a lot. I, 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 know he had speed, uh, having seen him riding Suzuki about four or five years ago. Uh, that first year that I came down for uh for some supercrosses but uh and then of course that was I think it was the one is I think he's the guy that ended up getting like folded over that fence when he just like rode the back uh, rode the front wheel into that berm that one time didn't he?
1: Mm. Might
0: have been. I think it was. Where I Man, no no you know what that was Nas nah, Hayden Melross. Melross went like he got uh, he got together with I think it was Davalos, and basically just went Indonesia over the berm and just got folded over um, over that fence, same way that uh, uh, Mary gets folded on weekends. Uh, but uh, this has been an awesome weekend, awesome podcast. Really looking forward to, uh, to coming down to uh, Atlanta in three weeks' time, my friend. Uh, we'll finally get back together and... Uh, um. Yeah. If uh, if if Mary's there, then it'll be good times all around.
1: <laughs> For sure, I have to make sure I bring her. <laughs> but yeah, man, uh, it's always good when you have to races. I, I I keep saying you're up to you. You got to come to more. You got to come to more. So I'm yeah, happy you're going. Absolutely, there, man. we're gonna have a blast. It's gonna be a good time.
0: Definitely. Hey, if you want to start booking me flights, man, I would never, uh, I'd, I'd, I'd never, uh, think twice. I'd jump on the airplane every time, but, um, <laughs> always a pleasure, my friend. Uh, before I let you go, uh, I know you got some spots left over, left open for, uh, the, uh, collective experience. And I think you're also looking for, uh, a new person to do your Instagram live during track walk. Cause last weekend was brutal.
1: <laughs> We're trying some new stuff with the, uh, the Instagram live and track walk deal. Um, Brittany's kind enough to to work with us a little bit and do some stuff. So how's her? Back, uh, we're by to mix the way. it up a little bit. What's that?
0: How's her bad? Uh, how is her back? By how the way, the back. It, it's it's doing better. I think she's healing up. Um,
1: she's got a specialist appointment this week, so she should be out ripping before you know what. She's a tough girl. Um, you know, she's she's pretty solid. Got a lot of muscle, so. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it past her to to not be out sooner than the doctors uh, ex- expected. But yeah, we're we're gonna mix it up. We're gonna do some cool. Uh, maybe have some riders do a, a few lives on track walk. Uh, maybe some brand ambassadors here and there. So it, 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 it's gonna be a good time. But yeah, we've we've always got spots open for the internship program. We're trying to get as many people signed up and on board as possible. It's it's so beneficial, Brad. You get a chance to meet some of them at uh um, at St. Louis, and you know we all had yeah, a blast. Seriously, a they, these guys have so walk, much
0: fun. And, like. I've been to Supercross races as a fan, like just a straight up fan, whether it be back in 2004 when I went to Minneapolis, I've gone to a bunch of Anaheim's, uh, Went to, I went to a bunch of Minneapolis races, we used to go down uh, for some Detroit's at back in the day, um, I've attended many of these races as just a straight up fan. And the the difference in the experience and just like the engagement that you get with the co- collective experience, and you can totally tell these people who could have only ever dreamed of of going behind the curtain a little bit are finally getting that experience. and They love it, man. I think it's so cool. Oh, for sure,
1: man. I mean, they're making connections and they're getting hired from the jobs and the people that they're becoming chummy with. Man, it's 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 unreal. So I'm really proud of it, and just want to keep people on board so i mean if, if anyone's interested head to the collective com, apply for internship program sign up for a fan experience program dm us at the um hit us up contact at the collective com with your questions if not bug brad he knows just about as much of this program as i do uh um, i think i know it better than Apple you honestly board, you i, I promise things that you, <laughs> you don't do. even do
0: <laughs> definitely yeah, like I think there's like there's the VIP expand experience, there's the internship program. I think if you if you uh throw down like an extra fifty bucks, you get to take a round at a Mary, it's fantastic.
1: <laughs> hey man, if it gets people interested, I'll I'll throw it in. <laughs> wow.
0: Well I that's the thing though. I don't think you throw it in.
1: <laughs> oh here we go. Here we
0: go. <laughs> oh man. It's getting awkward now. Um, uh, but uh all things considered, it's a fantastic program. I think anyone who doesn't take uh take advantage of it is uh is just is missing out. So um yeah, just uh people go check out the collective EX on Instagram. Go check out the the collective xp.com uh for all of the details. Sign up, go uh experience a motocross race like ever like never before. And then uh Dave probably has a different uh handle for Twitter as well as TikTok and every other piece of uh, uh social media that you can think of. Uh so any rendition of either the collective xp ex uh, XYZ or however you want to spell it He probably has a Twitter or uh, or A TikTok, we'll find those and engage With uh, the collective experience because uh, Dave's pretty good at getting back To people on DMs and stuff like that No, Not too many people slide into his DMs So, uh, yeah oh. <laughs> Dude, this
1: one's cracking me up there <laughs>
0: You
1: know, they're, they're not buzzing like they used to But, you know, they, they get there They get enough attention Fair enough,
0: fair enough. Speaking of DMs, i got to go text your girlfriend. I'll be right back uh, um, from that. But for now, we're going to cut off the podcast. I appreciate the time, my friend.
1: Anytime, man. Looking forward to it. Definitely going to hop on next week after San Diego, man. Looking forward to it.
0: All right. Love you, buddy.
1: All right, man. We'll talk to you soon. (laughs)